Sit down if you want to. Right in the middle of what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Take a seat, young Skywalker. The middle children of history, man. Middle of the day, Alfred? Please, take a seat there. Right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Stop the middle, it's a base hit! Meeting in the middle. Fight, fight. They fought for the freedom of middle. 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 The middle of the middle of the middle. The middle of a war. Friggin' ridiculous. Why don't we have a seat to talk about? No, not the middle seat. When you need a minute to look it over, it's time for a freeze frame. I'm Nate Lungarini, and I'm joined by Jake Hensler and Andrew Jay of the Middle Seats. And this show is designed to pause and take a quick look at a different movie each week and see how it holds up with a closer look. These are always spoiler-filled reviews, but if you're curious about the movie and don't want to be spoiled, look for the ratings timecode in the description. This week, we aren't necessarily reviewing a movie. We're reviewing what I like to refer to as an experience. This is The Room. We reviewed Room last week, but this is The Room. Very, very different. And it is widely regarded as the best worst movie ever made. It is written, directed, produced, and stars the legendary Tommy Wiseau, who may or may not be a vampire. He's <laughs> one of the most mysterious figures of Hollywood. Um, this has been his only major work, but it is legendary in its own right. It came out in 2003, and it's fairly simple as a love triangle story, um, as a drama, but it was directed and acted and edited so poorly that a lot of things just don't make sense. That said, there's some solid gold in this film. But does it hold up as a movie? We'll have to wait and see how our, where discussion takes us here. So here's a, here's a brief snippet of what we're kind of talking about when we refer to the genius or the terribleness that is The Room. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? I have a problem with Lisa. She said that I hit her. <sighs> what? Well, did you? No, it's not true. Don't even ask. I used to know a girl. She had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad, she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. I'm so happy I have you as my best friend, and I love Lisa so much. <laughs> so that's one of the more well-known scenes of The Room, um, and trust me, it's a lot, lot better with video. Um, but let's just start our discussion, boys. Uh, what do we think of The Room? Let's start with Jake. You're the one who saw it the most recently out of all of us here. Yes, uh, so I'm, I'm really glad we all saw it together. Um, I'm Nate. I'm, thank you for bringing it over. You have the hard copy for some reason or another. <laughs> you have it. Um, Gotta support it. <laughs> uh, it was definitely an experience. It was a better experience with some alcohol. Um, but I'm, I'm really, I really did not know what to expect. I've only seen a couple scenes here and there. It's so hard because you know it's not well made. You're watching a movie that's supposed to be taken seriously, and it's just an impossible task. You can't do it. So it's. It's so hard to comprehend what you're watching, but truth be told, it's enjoyable. Like you are never bored. You're not all that negative. You're having a good time with this for all the wrong reasons, but you are. And, you know, not talk about the disaster artist too much because you just reviewed it. But in the very beginning of the movie, somebody says, you could not get somebody to recreate this 
with a vision if you tried. Like nobody could do it how Tommy Wiseau did it. Intentional or not, it wouldn't happen. And I firmly believe that. This is a one-of-a-kind movie that will go down in history for all the wrong reasons, but it will. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to sum it up there, Jake. Drew, what are your thoughts? Well, when I watched this thing for the first time, and it's interesting that you bring up the vampire theories on Tommy Wiseau, it strikes <laughs> me more as if, if a UFO came down from the sky and you just handed him a bunch of fucking romantic movies and you asked them to make, they had 40 days and they had to make their own romantic movie, this is what it would look like. It is so many different segments and pieces of tearjerker dramas and love triangle romance movies just thrown together into this huge clusterfuck of ideas. It is impossible to follow. Characters drop in and out, like they, and then they just come back into the scene. There, there are parts where you feel like, is are we missing an entire reel? Did we lose some of the footage in an accident where it was all lost in a fire? So he just had to stitch it together. The room is amazing. It's colossally inept, and in its ineptitude, <laughs> we find joy. I don't hate the room at all. I pity it because it is so. Like you said, Jake, there's this unbelievable quality to it that pulls you in you get hooked like you you can't just watch a part of the room you have to watch it all the way through because it (laughs) it has this is going to be controversial but based on this performance he's one of the most charismatic actors that we have right now not for any good reasons but you can just not stop watching this guy when he's on screen and working um so it is it is something else it is something of its own dna and i I just I have a ball with it every time I even revisit it. <laughs> you know, you know what I was thinking about earlier today. You know how there's that a seat filler. So when somebody goes to yes. the bathroom, he just takes their seat to make sure all the seats are filled. They should hire Tommy Wiseau to be a seat filler for award shows. I am putting ten bucks down right now. If the disaster artist is nominated for something at the Oscars, you are betting your ass that Tommy Wiseau is either presenting an award or is in the audience. Oh, I hope yeah, so. One hundred percent. He's. There. I bet you he's he's at least featured in the opening reel that they start the show with. <laughs> Get, getting back to topic, I want to. I want my turn to talk about this gem of a movie. Um. Um. I, I've seen. I've seen quite a lot of bad movies, and I think I've pinpointed why this one works when others don't and that's because this movie is sincere you can tell that they're trying there are bad film companies out there um there's a company that you may or may not be aware of called asylum chrome is the other one right yeah they specialize in making movies um in an incredibly short time span to try to compete with audiences they're the guys who do stuff like snakes on a train and try to beat snakes on a plane to the theater um, they are the uh, Mega Shark versus Octopus movie. Um, Amazing, by the Mega way. Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Amazing, so bad it's good movie. Um, they're also responsible for Sharknado and some other films. And they're movies that work um, because they don't take themselves seriously. But at the same time, their badness is often a result of laziness, where they literally just grab stock footage of something and threw it on the screen and. They don't care if the audience likes it or not because their goal is to just sell knockoff DVDs hoping to catch some people who don't read the full description before they buy. Um, The Room suffers from none of these problems. The Room is a real honest attempt of making a serious movie from someone who has no business making movies. (laughs) It is a beautiful mess. 
and I love it to pieces just because it is it is just fascinating to watch. And the fact that this got a real Hollywood premiere just blows your mind. Literally anything is possible. Right. <laughs> really. And the the marketing campaign for this where he bought out billboards and everything, he sunk so much money into this. And having – we saw The Disaster Artist and reviewed it earlier in the week on the main show. But it gave a lot of insight to what happened here because clearly he couldn't take any formal training acting, directing-wise because he was not good at taking criticism. And his performance really shows in the way that he just does not know how actual people act at all. Yeah. This this character, we have no idea. He has this vague job that we keep hearing about where he's not getting promotions at, but we never actually find out what he does. He – well, they – they briefly mention it's at the bank, but other than that... <laughs> That's not... Yeah, you know what I mean. We see him laughing it up with, like, his bros and doing what he thinks bros do, which is throwing the football around, which... He two feet apart. He, <laughs> two feet apart. <laughs> the football's always we there. We see all of these these things that he thinks of as the American dream. You said, like, he's the big American hero. Um, but this, this man just has no understanding of what actual people do, and... It, this movie exists in its own little bubble because of that. And that makes it just this amazing thing to watch. Like you're at a zoo watching this unbelievable creature in its natural habitat. How, how many movies do you think Tommy Wiseau saw, like really saw, before he made this movie? Because most colleges, film clubs, could make a more competent movie with the budget than, than this. Because a basic, basic human understanding who have seen movies know that you don't open with seven minutes of b-roll followed by 15 minutes of sex scenes and then you start your plot you just you don't you don't do it you don't shoot with two different kinds of cameras because guess what your lighting's gonna look ridiculous you also don't do that <laughs> especially when there's two shots are the exact same shot <laughs> yeah it's just there is a a basic lack of film understanding and i really wonder did he just want fame did he want to fulfill this american dream and not know what acting was not know what filmmaking really was what it all entailed how to do it yeah it, this guy's got a lot of lot of issues um a lot well, going let's on. just let's just take take a moment and go through individually what is our favorite scene from the room oh god oh, jesus christ okay well i'll break it i'll break it down into a, a category so i already i already knew and have seen the oh mark before seeing the movie, I'd already seen that clip, and it's amazing. That's a boring it's answer. Awesome. We gotta we gotta dig deeper than but, that. But no, I know, I know. So what I'm, what I was unaware of that I then saw for the first time watching the movie was the florist shop. I was, I was bewildered and <laughs> flabbergasted by the scene. That's oh hi doggy. I, that's a good one. I was so confused. I had no idea it was coming. So when it hit, it hit hard. <laughs> Just Lisa and her mother have the same conversation like five times. And my favorite, my favorite has two of my favorite movie moments in the movie. Um, the mom says that she definitely has breast cancer, and Lisa's like, yeah. "Oh, you'll be fine, mom. Shake it off. It's a flesh wound." And basically, that's the extent yeah. of what she says, and we never hear about it again. Also, in that same conversation, yeah, uh, Lisa goes, "He got too drunk last night, and he hit me." And the mom, without skipping a beat, goes, "Oh, he doesn't drink. That doesn't make any sense." Like, uh, no, that is not what you pinpoint. Your daughter just said she's a victim of domestic abuse. We, yeah. how did we get to oh, pinpointing man. nobody talks like this nobody <laughs> acts like this um that sequence is really good oh, nate i don't want to st- i i'm gonna let you go i have one more that i really like too but i'm gonna yeah, let you yeah, go just, just so i don't yeah, steal yeah, it please yeah. please 
my favorite scene is kind of like almost the climax of the movie where we're at Johnny's birthday party. Um, just that whole block breaks me every time um, for multiple reasons. <laughs> A, the psychologist character who wasn't available for filming is replaced by somebody who we've never met before. Yeah, that was so, what I was going to – I'm glad I didn't cut you off because that's what I was going to yeah. say. Like who the um, fuck is this Joe Schmo? <laughs> so – Especially watching this one with friends, this is a scene that breaks me because everyone's reaction is saying, who the hell are you? Where'd you come from? Um, and the other golden thing from that is um, Lisa's line where like she gets everyone to go outside so she can be with Mark. And she goes, what are you doing? Everyone's out. Everyone's here. No, yeah. they're all oh. outside. Oh, oh, you're right. <laughs> Got me. Good one. <laughs> How dumb are you? Or or in that same sequence where we we go to the party, then we cut to another scenic shot yeah, of like, San don't Francisco worry, to cut San back Francisco, to the same party like 10 minutes ago. Like, you do not understand how establishing <laughs> shots of, work, do you? Of film oh. in general. Yeah. I don't know how we've made it this far and we haven't talked about how fucking creepy the Denny character is. Like this this kid this kid just comes over and doesn't knock or anything. He tries to get engaged in threesomes. He apparently has a big drug problem yeah. that is brought up and then dropped. <laughs> he confesses to Johnny that he loves his fiance, and then Johnny doesn't bat an eye and says, "Oh yeah." And then he yeah, brings yeah, up okay. this random Emily girl who we never see on screen, and he's like, and, "Oh, I love her." <laughs> oh yeah, I actually love her. I'm gonna marry her instead. Like, is that what Tommy Wiseau thinks? Like fifteen year olds do? It, it, it's it's a man. I just don't understand. It's a man that's never faced conflict in his life and has never had to resolve a conflict. Maybe. So he thinks it, it gets done within the structures of a twenty two minute episode of television. And it's, it's all absurd. solved by Johnny because he's a real American hero. And the big explosive finale. I think again, Johnny has seen plays like Romeo and Juliet and knows of them and these big Shakespearean tragedies, but just doesn't understand what makes the tragedies tragedies you know what i mean so he just thinks to to end his movie with a big death just to to give himself a heroic sacrifice but it's just kind of like yeah. this means absolutely nothing like <laughs> that was actually doing? if we're gonna like like actually kind of seriously critique it it ends very abruptly and i was shocked because all of a sudden he's dead mark and lisa are crying denny comes in crying and then it just that's it and i was like what this Again, is it what is Danny doing there? Isn't it the middle of the night? Like <laughs> he's got homework, doesn't he? Yeah. How old is he? Who knows? That's another. Question. Who knows? <laughs> All right. I think we've done plenty of gushing about how ridiculous the room is. I'm very curious to see how you guys rate this movie, because um, it, it it doesn't really belong on the seat scale in the way that other movies do. Um, but give it your best shot. Let's start with Drew. Uh, this movie gets a wooden seat for me. Um, unironically, it is just, it's, it's an absolute blast. It, it delivers what you want when you go to see movies. Of, of course it has its flaws. Like, does it, when, <laughs> doesn't every movie though. I, Shawshank Redemption has flaws. I, I don't, I'm not going there, Be but careful, you know what I mean. But... You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> this, this is a movie that you absolutely bring along your friends to. You have the best time. You, you grab a six pack like we did and we just, just roast it the entire time. Because that's yeah. that's the fun of it. It's the communal experience of having seen this movie with dozens of other film fans and just loving it like you do. Um, and I want to thank Tommy Wiseau for delivering that to us, even if that's unbelievably off the mark from what he originally wanted. 
Um, so I'm gonna I give it a wooden seat. Um, I I thoroughly think you do get enjoyment out of this, no matter what kind of mood you're going to go into it with. Because there are people that we watched it with that I did not think would enjoy it, but were really into it. Um, and that just spoke volumes for me. All right, Jake, <laughs> what do you think of the room? Um, so Nate, I agree with you. It doesn't really belong on the seat scale. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it a beanbag chair because <laughs> a beanbag chair is one that a snob or a, cri- or a critic wouldn't really appreciate, but someone who isn't a big classy wine drinker can recognize that it might not be well-made, but it's enjoyable and tolerable once you sit down and just accept it for what it is. The director of the movie won't like that. Tommy Wiseau is an artiste. <laughs> it's it's a beanbag chair. For those who aren't snobs and can handle and accept it is what it is, you can enjoy it, even though it is not particularly a well-made chair. There you go, Nate. That's fun. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm going to cheat here, too. Um, this movie for me is, in terms of actual film quality, probably a sleazy outhouse. But in terms of a positive experience you can get out of it, it's a royal throne. So I think this is a golden toilet bowl. <laughs> it, it is excellent. It excellent. is just a masterpiece of its kind. This is, in my opinion, probably one of the best movies to introduce uh, people to to see bad movies. Um, kind of ironically, if you if your friend group wants to get into this sort of thing. I'd put this one right up there with Birdemic or Troll 2, if you're into that sort of thing, as something that's just really funny, you don't take seriously at all, and you love it for it. Um, guys, if you are not aware, I know you all are filling out your most anticipated of 2018, but their, their follow-up is coming up next year. Tommy Wiseau returns to the director's chair with Greg Sestro starring in Best Friends coming out next year. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I know. I heard It'll about it. Sundance. Yep. But the R is in parentheses, so it's like fiends and friends. We will see. <laughs> I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, Tommy's at it again. On that note, I hope that it, I hope that it's good because um, there's nothing worse than one of these bad movie directors finding out that people enjoy their bad movie and then making a parody of their bad movie. Birdemic yeah. Two and sh- the Sharknado sequels fall into that trap, and they're bad movies for it that aren't fun to watch. So that aside, the room. It's a masterpiece of its own right. At the same time, it is a horrible, horrible movie that should have never been made, but I'm glad it was made. I think that's just about going to wrap it up for this episode of our Freeze Frame. So we are Nate Lungarini, Jake Hensler, and Andrew Jay of The Middle Seats. Um, please let us know if you've seen The Room. Um, what's your favorite scene? What's your favorite Tommy moment? Uh, let us know in the comments down below. If you haven't seen The Room, definitely go check it out, um, but bring some friends. It's not something that you want to watch by yourself. Other than that, here's how you can get in touch with us. Please like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Middle Seats. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, both at The Middle Seats. And our email for any questions, comments, or suggestions is themiddleseatshow at gmail.com. Um, that's it for this episode of Freeze Frame. Keep that seat warm, everyone. We'll be back soon.